attention, weirdos, freaks, and oddballs. Are you tired of not fitting in? Or perhaps of being abnormal? Were you recently ostracized for using the word ostracized when the majority of Americans read at a fourth grade level? Stop being a weirdo now. Popularity, belonging, and not standing out are all within reach if you just do one simple thing. Ask your doctor for a prescription to normativity, the only drug designed just for weirdos. Hey, Morgies. It's crystal clear here. You're listening to more Morgulons, the show about the weirdest fucking disease on the planet. And that includes COVID and all of its variations. <sighs> when will the next one come out? I think it's already out, guys. Last night in a Kroger parking lot, I was about 50 yards away from a guy in a car with the windows rolled up and the doors closed. And he was sneezing so loud that I could hear it over the traffic in the streets. Just hacho, hacho, hacho. We all know what that means. Stealth Omicron? <laughs> Hopefully. With the end of the Olympic Games in Beijing, I have no doubt that the next chapter of this horrible dystopian sci fi novel we are all now living in is upon us. In fact, there's a new report out from Yan. Who? Yan, the Chinese scientist who defected to America. She used to study the coronavirus in uh, Wuhan, and, and she started spreading the news that it was uh, spread person to person, and she had to leave China because they threatened to basically kill her and everybody in her family. And um, anyway, she got kind of a bad rep of... Uh, Probably deservedly so, because she hung out with Steve Bannon, who was a, um, I don't know, acolyte of Donald Trump, or I'm not sure if he was an acolyte. Maybe he was just a Machiavellian sycophant. I don't know. You're going to have to look those words up, because I'm not sure if I use them correctly. Um, But what I do know is that, you know, only history will tell the truth when it comes to the origins of covid and when it comes to the origins of Morgulons, because you guys, I'm kind of starting to think that there really is something to the two most unlikely theories to explain Morgulons, which are, in order, aliens, and second, bioweapon. Yes, you're like, Crystal has lost her goddamn mind. Like, this show used to be kind of semi credible, research based. Yeah, guess what? There is a 50% chance I have lost my mind, but there's also a 50% chance that the world has gone mad and I'm onto it. Nobody knows, only the future will tell. And I'll be on the right side of history or the wrong side. Right now I'm in the present and I'm glad you're here with me. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. It's going to be a great episode of More Morgulons today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
All right, first up in the news today for the morgues. Yes, um, listen up, guys. This isn't quite about morgues, but it is about another bioweapon um, called COVID. Xi'an lockdown, Chinese city reports community transmission hemorrhagic fever. So this is a story that came out December 24th, Christmas Eve of 2021, so a couple months ago. After China locked down millions, oh, by the way, the publisher here is WION Web Beijing Published. I don't know what this is, but apparently they've been banned from Facebook, so that either means they're not credible or that they are credible. Good luck finding out. Uh, After China locked down millions, in the city of uh, Xi'an City in northwest Shanghai province, reports claim there has been, quote, multiple community transmission chains, including hemorrhagic fever cases. Oh, great. Do you guys know what hemorrhagic fever is? Uh, well, it's just like um, basically when you bleed out of everywhere you can bleed out of and it's transmissible, you know, like Ebola. That's probably the most famous example of a hemorrhagic fever. Yeah. They got a, they got a new one out in China, Hmm. China state run global times, quoting public health officials reported that it is a quote, grim and complicated epidemic situation. Okay. The Chinese Daily stated that the hemorrhagic fever, quote, shared similarity in early stage symptoms with COVID-19. Great. The report said there were also cases imported from abroad coming in from international flights. COVID doesn't come in on international flights, apparently, but hemorrhagic fevers do. I guess the zero tolerance policy of COVID in China is only effective against COVID. Um, That makes no sense. I can tell you that right now, that makes no sense. I've been the director of infection control at numerous hospitals, and I can tell you, that makes no sense. Whatever works against COVID should also work against another transmissible disease, whether it be hemorrhagic fever or whatever. Uh, Makes no sense. Anyway, the Chinese Daily said, oh yeah, it said it's basically the same as COVID. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there were cases coming in from abroad. Yeah, right. Um, The Daily said 26 people and four local party officials were punished after the city reported a case imported from Pakistan. The report, what does that mean? Like, what the fuck does that mean? How are they, quote, punished? And after the city reported a case imported from Pakistan. Okay, the report said 10 people were punished by the party for failing to follow COVID-19 protocol, ah, which reportedly led to the infection of staff working in a quarantine hotel for overseas travelers. Four people were given, quote, administrative punishment for not being able to control close contacts of confirmed COVID-19 cases, the newspaper reported. So what are we talking about here? Are we talking about COVID or are we talking about this hemorrhagic fever? Uh, I don't know. Chinese authorities have put 13 million people in Xi'an on lockdown while applying strict COVID-19 rules. All domestic flights have been canceled with just three international flights allowed. Train travel to destinations across China has also been suspended. I wonder what the three international flights are that are allowed. China has also confirmed cases of Omicron variant, worrying officials with the country set to host the Winter Olympics in Beijing. And now that they're over, 
they're ready to release this hemorrhagic fever. Yes. At least that's according to what uh, Yen, Ming Yo, I can't remember her name. Yan, remember Yan, the lady that was associated with the crazy nut, Steve Bannon? Well, she's saying that the next uh, phase of this plague is going to be a hemorrhagic fever phase. Whoa, it's getting hot in here and bloody. Um, people in the city have also been asked to work from home. The city reported 127 COVID-19 cases, which were the highest numbers of cases in a single day as authorities moved to impose restrictions. Reports said the city reported 234 confirmed coronavirus cases in two weeks. Oh, wow. 234. That's like one neighborhood in Atlanta uh, on a Monday morning. Um, the surge in COVID-19 cases in Xi'an has, quote, spilled over to four other cities, the Chinese newspaper said, noting that Zhenyang, Dongguang, Yanyang, including capital Beijing, recorded new COVID-19 cases. Nobody knows what I just said. The newspaper informed that Xi'an is the third Chinese city with a population over 10 million to experience lockdown after Wuhan last year. So they've only locked down three cities over 10 million people. In a city, I mean, in a country of 1.3 billion or something. Um, yeah. Zero COVID tolerance policy? I mean, what the fuck, man? That's not, that doesn't even make sense, okay? Um, yeah. So the only other ones that have been locked down have been Wuhan last year and Xinjiang. Mm-hmm. Perfect pronunciation. In North China's Hebei province earlier this year. God, thank God Chinese people cannot hear this through the Great Firewall because uh, it is bad. Um, the authorities said there could be further COVID-19 cases in Xi'an in the coming days as China continues to grapple with the pandemic. I think this story is kind of missing a big deal, like a big point of the story, which is that it's fucking hemorrhagic fever. That's not good, guys. That's not good. If that shit starts spreading around, well, I'm just telling you, I'm pretty tough. In fact, I'm tough as nails, but I don't like bleeding out of my eyeballs any more than the next person, and I don't want to do it. Um, but I might. Who knows? We'll see. Or we won't, because there'll be too much blood in our eyes. Uh, so that little story, just to kind of introduce to you, um, yeah, the news, I don't know if you've heard, but that lady uh, from China that studied the coronavirus in the early days of its discovery, and who was a whistleblower in the Wuhan virology lab community because she was like, hey, uh, this spreads human to human. They were like, shh, no, it came from the wet market. Okay, guys, sure, whatever you say. Um, yeah, but she's out on Twitter these days, um, at least for like the five minutes before uh, Jack Dorsey and uh, Tom Zuckerberg, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, yeah, before they take her off their platforms because the poor woman is realizing that she left China to come to the supposedly free United States where people can say whatever they want, only to find out that no, as it turns out, you can't. And it's not the government that is going to stop you from exercising your free speech. It's a couple of fucking computer nerds that live in Silicon Valley and that have way too much money and power. Um, yeah, undermining democracy from the inside. You're welcome, China and Russia, and all the other bad actors out there who are, you know, hammering their own people with bullshit and now trying to, um, you know, cross-pollinate into our Western democracies. And I'm not saying our Western democracies are perfect, as I was just saying. Uh, they're kind of fucking out of control when people um, are flying penis rockets to the moon and trying to live forever instead of, you know, like having their enormous wealth redistributed. 
redistribute, I don't know. Something I said was just common, common, I can't talk anymore. So that is one symptom of Morgulons. No, I'm just kidding. I can't blame the morgues for that. I'm just really tired, you guys. I've been working so fucking much. Oh my God. 70 something hours last week. I'm not complaining. I'm happy to have a job. Proud to be a nurse. Proud to be a leader. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking tired as fuck, man. Uh, but I don't care. I keep going and going and going because I never give up and I never quit because I'm a winner. Um, and on that note, uh, tell her what she's won, Bob. It's aliens. Pasta looking aliens. What? What did she just say? Pasta looking aliens. You heard me. Noodle worms. Yep, one of the first Morgulons I ever saw was a noodle worm. It jumped out of my elbow one night at a hotel, and it was really fucking scary. And that was the night that I knew that, wow, this is not scabies. <laughs> okay, this is something different. This is something completely different. Okay, I want to share with you this article from LiveScience.com. Little Green Men, this was published May 31st, 2019, by Stephanie Pappas. Little Green Men, nope, extraterrestrial life may look more like pasta. Oh, okay. That explains the noodle worms. To find a life on Mars, scientists should keep their eyes peeled for pasta. Hot spring loving microbes. Hot springs. Guys like the hot water in the ground that are springs. Hot springs. Hot spring loving microbes create rock formations that look like fettuccine or capellini, which is angel hair pasta, white people. According to a new NASA funded study published online April 30th in the journal Astrobiology, such pasta-shaped formations could be the first clues to life on other planets, said study author Bruce Fouquet, a geobiologist at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. If we go to another planet with a rover, we would love to see living microbes or we'd love to see little green women and men in spacecraft, Foki told Live Science. But the reality is we're going to be looking for life that was probably growing in a hot spring life that was fossilized. Um, because he's saying, you know, the temperatures and conditions on other plants, I guess, are such that a hot spring would be more the most likely place where life would have formed, I guess. Um, hot pasta. To investigate what this extraterrestrial life might look like, Fouquet and his team started at Mammoth Hot Springs in Yellowstone National Park. At this popular tourist spot, hot geothermal water, rich in minerals, flows from the ground. The minerals precipitate out of the water, creating striking formations made of calcium carbonate, also known as travertine. That is something I've come across in my morgue. Uh, research, guys, uh, because some of the Morgulons, as you probably may know, look like they're made of calcium carbonate or travertine. But these formations don't get their shape in a vacuum, Fouquet said. They're built in part by microbes. In the new study, the researchers focused on the fast-flowing, particularly hot water at the head of the mineral springs. Here, the water ranges in temperature from 149 degrees to 162 degrees Fahrenheit and has a low pH of 6.2 to 6.8, meaning it's more acidic than basic. The researchers worked in careful conjunction with the National Park Service to avoid damaging the rock formations, taking samples of filamentous microbe mats... Yeah, I got some of those on my lips right now that thrive in these waters. The mats look like long mucousy pasta strands. This is sounding familiar to any morgues out there. Sounds familiar to me. This is an adaptation, Fouquet said. In calm waters, microbes settle out in slimy, unconsolidated mats. But in rushing waters, the organisms have to cling to one another to survive. Each thread consists of trillions of microbes hanging on to each other for dear life. <sighs> wow. The researchers studied the genomes and protein production of their microbe samples. They discovered that 98% of the microbes living in these hot, fast-moving waters belong to a species called... Most of them belong to a species called... Sulfurihydrogenibium yellowstonensis, 
or sulfiri for short. Sulfiri on the edge. Sulfiri is found in hot springs around the world, Fouquet said, and lives by breaking down sulfur and using the resulting energy. The species evolved 2.5 billion years ago when Earth's atmosphere contained barely any oxygen. That makes sulfiri very likely to be similar to any life that may have existed on ancient Mars, said Mayanda Sivaguru, a biologist at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and co-author of the study. If something like sulfuric did exist on another planet, it would have left fingerprints. In hot springs, change is a constant. Sivaguru told Live Science, cooling geothermal waters constantly deposit minerals, but sulfuric, the researchers discovered, actively encourages this change. Proteins on the microbes' surfaces encourage the growth of calcium carbonate crystals. Interesting. Thus, the travertine that forms in the presence of sulfury at Mammoth Hot Springs grows a billion times faster than travertine in other environments, Fouquet said. This could explain so much about the morgues, guys. Just stop and think about it for a minute. It's an instant microbial fossil factory. He said, sulfury survives by growing just a little bit faster than the minerals that get deposited around it, the researcher said. What's more, it uses the pasta-shaped rock to survive. Filaments of the microbes, filaments, filaments, filaments of the microbes attached to the ridges formed by their fossilized compatriots, which boost the microbes into very shallow water that contains the low levels of oxygen the microbes need to survive. They die without oxygen, Fouquet said, but they also die if exposed to the level of oxygen in air, which I've kind of witnessed. Though any extraterrestrial microbe living in hot springs on another world would be a different species than sulfuric, it would probably have a similar lifestyle, Fouquet said. It would have to, given the limited number of ways to make life work in such an extreme environment. Thus, the protein and genetic analyses done by the team would provide a benchmark for an alien comparison should some future rover pick up a pasta-looking rock on a far-flung planet. Or should... Um, somebody just kind of take a noodle worm out of my arm any day of the week and they will find that, yes, I am invaded by tiny aliens, microbe aliens. It's the first study to ever have this kind of in-depth analysis of the environment, the rock deposits, and also the omics, Fouquet said, referring to the proteomics, transcriptonomics, and genomics that the researchers used to delve into the microbes' genetics, protein production, and other biological processes. What that means now for the first time when we have a rock that is fettuccine-looking travertine, if that rock is collected and analyzed on Mars, we have the full suite of these extremely cutting-edge analyses for the microbes. More information on the research is available in the digital book, The Art of Yellowstone Science, Mammoth Hot Springs as a Window on the Universe by Fouquet and colleagues. A little plug there for you, Fouquet, and for Live Science, who so kindly doesn't realize that I'm reading uh, their article without their permission. And I'm so very sorry, but the world needs to know what great work you're doing. You can sue me if you want, but um, I'm about to hide all my money in offshore accounts. Just kidding. Uh, I don't even know how to do that. Um, And I'm honestly afraid to do anything with my money because I believe the market is about to crash. Okay, wham, there's a little bit of Kramer financial type style news for you guys. It came free along with all this other great information and entertainment. I hope you enjoyed it. Please reach out, leave a comment if you did or if you didn't. I love to hear from you guys. And I hope I hear from you soon. Stay tuned.